Welcome to the Disco Yeti Podcast. This is the second episode of my Last Trip series where I'm talking you through everything that I ate, saw, and did during my last week-long trip to Disney World. Also, if you've been following along with the podcast, you've probably noticed that I've been posting episodes and other things kind of just all over the place with no real set schedule. And I'm doing my best right now just to get more content uh, available since the podcast is so new. But I promise soon I will be moving to a more scheduled and set weekly episode with the occasional bonus episode tossed in. So still make sure that you subscribe and turn on your notifications for new episode releases. All right, getting into it. On our second day, we went to my absolute favorite park, clearly. Animal Kingdom. We were in the park from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., so it was a very full and hot day. Animal Kingdom is always so hot. Has anyone figured that out yet? Was that on purpose? Why is it so hot? It's so much hotter than the other parks. Well, anyways, we started off riding Everest as our first fast pass, which started at 11, uh, and you know, I got to see my best friend in the whole wide world, Disco Yeti. Then after that, we had a lunch reservation at the Rainforest Cafe. Planning tip from me, do not get a fast pass for Everest right before your reservation at the Rainforest Cafe. Why? Rainforest Cafe is right at the entrance of the park, right as you're walking in to Animal Kingdom. So you get there, you get your bag checked, you get into the park, you walk right by the Rainforest Cafe to go all the way across the park to the way back where they stuck Everest. You ride it, which takes like three minutes, and then you have to walk all the way back. So, I mean, we made it, it was fine. It was just a little bit of extra walking and or hustling, but it was fine, it's fine. So the Rainforest Cafe is another place that I really loved as a kid, and I still think it's pretty fun, even if the food's only okay. I ordered some type of flatbread thing, and you know, you read the description, it says that it had some arugula on it, and you just expect them to like sprinkle on a couple pieces of arugula, but no, I literally had to eat an entire salad off the top before I got to the actual flatbread. And yes, before you ask me, I am 100% complaining that they made me eat more vegetables than I had planned. Oh well, it's a Rainforest Cafe, what are you gonna do? So then to walk off our lunch, we did both the Gorilla Falls Walk, located in Africa, as well as the Maharaja Jungle Trek, which is located in Asia. Then we had our Fast Pass for the Safari, which was cool as always, but I've gotta say I'm still waiting on that lion roar that literally every single cast member talks about so I'll keep you posted on that. After the safari, we walked over to Pandora, which even if you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times, however many times you've seen it, it is always so stunning and it is always so breathtaking. Um, So I really enjoyed just walking around there for a while because we were early for our flight of passage fast pass. Right before the ride, we grabbed some night blossom drinks from the Pangu Pangu stand, which was amazing. I know that I've posted about this drink on Instagram, but those little boba that are in the drink on top, 
I, th- I want to say that they're passion fruit. They might be mango. It's one of those two. Whatever it is, is so good. Definition of chef's kiss emoji. I'm telling you, you've got to try that if you are in Pandora. And now to be completely transparent and honest with you guys, this was my first time writing Flight of Passage. And I know I'm a bit late. I had kind of struggled with the fast pass game on my previous trips, but now I'm reformed and I have learned the ways. So I finally got to go on Flight of Passage. And all I can say is, wow, it is so incredible and so fun. And I think I might kinda understand why people wait so long for it in the regular line. Okay, listen, I said only kinda, but still, I mean, I think I might get it. And oh my gosh, I've been so obsessed. I want everything in my life to smell like that one part of the ride when you're in like a cave and everything's all bioluminescent. Whatever that is, give me a spray, a candle, anything. I will purchase it because it is amazing. However, I could do without getting water misted during that ride. Um, If you haven't been on the ride, there's um, a lot of parts that involve water and so they kind of like mist you with some water. And if you're like me and were so in awe of what was happening on the ride, you would be riding it with your jaw kind of dropped and maybe your mouth open and then maybe, just maybe, that incredible Florida ride water got in your mouth. So my best advice to you about Flight of Passage is to keep your mouth closed no matter how exciting and spectacular and jaw-dropping you might think that the ride is. Too much information probably, but trust me, you will thank me. So that was our last fast pass that was pre-selected for the day, so we moved on to some same days. Our first, which was an easy grab for Primeval Whirl, which I think is fun even though we all know it's pretty painful to ride that. We then played a couple of the carnival games in Dinoland and moseyed on over to Everest to do the single rider line, which apparently I'm learning now that some people don't know exists. So public service announcement for everyone listening to a podcast where the name is literally a reference to Expedition Everest. There is a single rider line and I think it's really worth it. I like it a lot and I still think that maybe that's why the line isn't as long in the single rider line compared to some other single rider lines at Disney. Maybe it's because people still don't know about it. I'm not sure, but well now the word is out. So sorry if I ruined that for people. After we rode Everest, we were planning on going and riding Dinosaur, and this was the moment that I had the highlight of my same-day FastPass career. I was waiting for my cousin in that bathroom that is right near Dinosaur, and I was obviously checking for FastPasses, and there they were. Three same-day FastPasses for Flight of Passage. So I was like screaming in the bathroom, it's fine. I think that might be the lucky bathroom, just so everybody knows. Check that out. You never know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I was pretty impressed with myself, and I don't think I'm ever gonna let that go. So it was a seven o'clock fast pass reservation, so we had some time to kill, so we still rode Dinosaur, and we got the funniest online photo I think that I've ever seen. So I will be sure to post that on Instagram at discoyeti underscore pod as soon as I post this podcast so that you can all enjoy it too. And I feel like I need to explain myself a little bit for what the heck I'm doing in this photo. The flash is so bright on Dinosaur when they go to take your picture because it's so dark on the ride that it blinds you for like a quick minute or 
two or three. And this face is my reaction to being blinded, full on blinded by this ride. So just keep that in mind when you check out uh, the picture on Instagram. After this, we still had some time to kill and we were pretty hungry. It was about dinner time. And I actually really enjoyed the buffalo chicken nachos from Trilo Bites in Dinoland. They were pretty hearty and just all around pretty solid. So that was dinner. Then we hustled on over to our Flight of Passage Fast Passes, and then again we ran back over to Everest for one last ride. Again, special thanks to the Everest Single Rider Line, who I kind of wish they could be sponsoring this podcast right now if that was even possible. I can dream. And I have to say this last ride on Everest was probably my favorite one of the day because at this point it was dark out. And to me, the whole ride is so much better in the dark. It's cool to be able to look around the park um, and see the different lighting or to even look out and potentially see what's going on at the other surrounding parks. And, you know, the whole mountain looks so much cooler with those purpley, pink, blue light overlays that are on it Uh, and it's just really cool once you get up to the top of the broken tracks I've been up there and and seen the fireworks going on at other parks and it's just something really neat to experience if you haven't done that yet and then after that since I had made us run back and forth around this whole park for the whole day and it was so hot we went back to the hotel and you might be thinking hey oh wait a second you didn't watch rivers of light listen okay rivers of light is fine I've seen it but it just doesn't make my list for something to stop and watch every single time I'm there. And hey, we did catch some of it while hustling around the park by that time, so I'd say it was a win-win. Whew, okay, so that was the whole day. I, I just love Animal Kingdom so, so much. I will say you do have to be careful and considerate when planning for this park, especially if you have little ones or people who tire out easily or people who just don't handle the heat well, because I swear it is always super crazy hot hotter than all the other parks, hotter than the rest of Florida, and if you are not prepared, like I foolishly was not, you will be walking from one end of the park to the other multiple times right after each other. So those are just my little tips for you to keep in mind. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything else about the way I planned or why I planned this way, please email me at discoyetipodcast at gmail.com. Or follow and message me on Twitter and Instagram at DiscoYeti underscore pod. Next week's pod will be Day 3 Epcot. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you again real soon.